0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Bismillah <laughs> walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Asalaamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah. Jazakumullah khairan. I want to appreciate everyone for coming out and taking out time from your weekend to come here and Learn a little something inshallah about our religion and um, inshallah have some good beneficial discussions. You just heard a great fantastic talk about how to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and why we're supposed to love Allah. My topic for today is laying the foundation and achieving, attaining the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal at the end of the day is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that sounds really formal, it sounds something that's very formulated, something very formal, something very sophisticated. But I want to simplify that today. The ultimate goal in our life is to just have a meaningful, fruitful, beneficial, intimate relationship with Allah. We want to know Allah. We want to have a relationship with Allah. We want to be able to talk to Allah about what bothers us. We want to be able to get our problems solved from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And above everything else, when we leave this world and we move on to the afterlife, because that's a reality. That's a reality. He was talking about that, Farhan was addressing that. And that's something that as younger people, we don't like to hear, we don't like to think about. But the reality is we will move on from this life and there is an afterlife. And the most profound event in that afterlife... You know, Hafiz Mustad Wisam is gonna talk to you guys about Jannah and Paradise, and it's gonna be amazing. It's mind-blowing stuff, inshallah. But while so much focuses on that, the most profound, the most amazing, the biggest event in the afterlife will be when you will meet Allah. When you come face to face with Allah. and will tell you more about that, inshallah. But what we wanna make sure what we want to achieve, what we're trying to accomplish in this life, is that when we arrive at that moment, when we arrive at that fixed place in time, where we are supposed to come face to face before with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're supposed to meet Allah, then at that time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us. That's the ultimate goal. But now the bigger question is, that I think everybody agrees, I think everybody realizes that, I don't think anybody has any confusion about that. That's as plain as day. All right, But the real question is how do you go about achieving that goal? How can I ensure that? How can I make sure that when I get there I'm set? When I get there I'm set. I'll be okay. I'll be taken care of. And, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm oversimplifying the language in which it's presented because the purpose here is not to talk about something in a very fancy, sophisticated fashion. The purpose here is to deliver a message in a way that everybody goes home knowing exactly what was said, what was talked about. That when I show up, Allah is, you know, we're all gonna be very, very excited and happy to see Allah. We will all be very pleased to meet Allah. But what I'm trying to achieve is that when I show up on that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy to see me. And I can't put it any simpler than that. You know, there, uh, Farhan was talking about you know, some amazing remarkable people like Asiyah and, and other remarkable amazing people. There were some people like that at the time of the Prophet Wasallam. some of his companions, who were amazing remarkable people. People like Ammar bin Yasir, anhu, radiAllahu Anhuma. You know, his mother was the first person killed in the history of this ummah for just simply being Muslim. Dad was tortured and eventually died from prolonged torture and the loss of his wife. Ammar, both of his parents had literally been murdered and tortured in front of his eyes. He had been tortured for years. Right, so he lived a very difficult life. He, he sacrificed a lot to be Muslim. You have people like Salman al-Farsi. right who was an outsider who was a foreigner who lived a life of servitude and slavery all in the pursuit all in an effort to try to find the truth he lived a life of just being a stranger and a foreigner you had people like Bilal عنه, may Allah be pleased with him who was treated worse than you would even treat we you cannot treat an animal as bad as Bilal was treated Like it just, it was beyond, like, you know, especially how we live. Like we've never been tortured, may Allah protect us all. You know, we've never dealt with difficult circumstances, may Allah protect us all. God forbid. So we can't even really comprehend. It's beyond our comprehension to just even imagine what Bilal went through. Like imagine, you know, I always tell people, don't, if you live in the city, well actually you guys live in Detroit, you can do whatever you want, all right. This place is like a war zone. All right, so, but, like, <laughs> but if you live in the countryside, like I'm from Texas. No, I don't live in the countryside. What's wrong with you people? We have cities in Texas. But anyways, if you live in the countryside, what you can do as an experiment is like tie like a ro- with a rope, tie like a spare tire to the back of your car and just drive. Just drive for like half an hour. And then get out of your car and go look at that tire and see what its condition is. Or take like a box and tie it to the back of your car and just drag it on the street, just drive. And see what ends up happening to that box. There is no box left when you get out of the car. It just completely was ripped to shreds, right? Bilal رضي anhu would be tied to the back of horses and they would make the horses run in the street. Like that's what he went through, right? But what's remarkable, the reason why I bring this up, the re- what's remarkable about that is the Prophet wasallam addressed Ammar and he addressed Suhaib, and he addressed Bilal, and he addressed Salman. These type of people who had given so much to be in the position that we're in today. With the luxury, the blessing that we have, with so much comfort, with so much comfort, they had to make the ultimate sacrifice to enjoy those this blessing that we enjoy in so much luxury. In so much comfort. Where you got nice and ready and you got you know, you wore a nice pair of clothes and you drove very comfortably to the masjid today and you sat you're sitting in this nice lovely hall that's you know uh, you know it's regular temperature here is adjusted for you and you ate food over here and like this 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 blessing that you're enjoying in the lap of luxury, they have to give so much sacrifices for it. The Prophet ﷺ told them, he said, Anasu jannah. الناس إلى الجنة People look forward to, people desire, people are excited about going to paradise. والجنة But paradise is excited waiting for you. Paradise is looking forward to you. Jannah is waiting. People are waiting for paradise. Paradise is waiting for you. So we want to be in that position that when we go there, when we were presented before Allah on the Day of Judgment, Allah is pleased. Allah is happy, excited. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is pleased to meet us and to see us because of whatever little effort we were able to do. Now, so I was talking about how do we go about in achieving this ultimate goal, that foundation. What is the foundation? The foundation is really simple, really basic. And I want you to stay. Hey, I want you to stay with me here. Okay, it's very simple. It's very basic. I'm going to present to you a couple of ayat, uh, just two very small passages. One from Surah Maryam, Surah number 19, and one from Surah az Surah number 43. In Surah Maryam, I'll start there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِلَّا مَن تَابَ wa amila صَالِحًا That people who repent, which literally means they turn back to Allah. You know when you're driving down the street in the wrong direction, and you look at your phone, and you realize you've been going in the wrong direction, what do you do? You bust Yui right? You make a U-turn and you start going in the other direction. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, make a U-turn. That's okay. Whatever we've been... You know, Brother Farhan was talking to you about, you know, praying salah, being punctual and regular about your prayers. You haven't been doing it so far, it's okay, no bad, no big deal, it's all good. All you gotta do is make a U-turn. You're gonna have Salatul Dhuhr in about 15 minutes, that's it, that's your opportunity, that's your little cut in the median. That's the next signal light that you're hitting. Just make a U turn. Come back around. Start praying. And they believe and they try to do the best that they can. Allah says, That's it. The requirement has been stated. Make a U turn. Make sure that you are connected to Allah with your heart. You constantly believe that Allah will take care of you. Allah will do what's best for you. Allah loves you. Allah cares for you. Allah will take care of you. And then just try to do the best that you can. Like he was talking about, pray five times a day. You know, subhanAllah, he was talking about all the blessings of Allah that we have in our lives, and then he said, prayer, right? You know what's prayer? You know what's prayer? Prayer doesn't take, and I'm stating the bare minimum. So if somebody, mashallah, is a higher level, understand what I'm talking about. I'm talking to someone who's not praying right now. Who doesn't pray punctually. as at the most basic level, does not take more than five minutes of your time. How long does it take everybody? Five minutes. five minutes. Just your make wudu, pray your fard. Five minutes. If you're not praying right now, make wudu, pray your fard. That's it. Five minutes, five times a day. That's 25 minutes. You know how long the average sitcom is? It's about 23 minutes long. Like the little half hour sitcoms, the TV shows. Right? There are 30 minutes with commercials, you take out commercials, like if you watch it on like Netflix or something, right? It's twenty-three minutes long. Twenty two minutes long. It's equal to one sitcom, but not even at one time, broken up five times throughout the day. That's it. So just do the minimal effort. What will Allah give you? al These are the people they will stroll into paradise. They're going to walk and stroll into paradise. You know when you're hanging with your friends and you're just walking around and you kind of stroll into the mall casually? And you got all the confidence in the world because you're hanging out with your friends and your buddies and you're looking all nice and tight? Right? And you just stroll into the mall? They're going to stroll into paradise. Wala yudlamoonashay'a. No wrong will be done to them. Jannatu adinin. adin. They will be in the gardens of eternity the gardens of eden ibadahu <laughs> 'ibadahu those it is those gardens that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not just allah but allah refers to himself as al rahman the abundantly merciful he has promised them to his slaves bil-ghayb <laughs> and you haven't even seen it you haven't even seen it but allah guarantees it to you Allah guarantees it to you. وَعَدَ and Allah says, I will keep my promise to you. Don't you ever dare doubt me. Allah says, I will keep my promise to you. Those people will not hear any nonsense. They will not hear any garbage. They will not have anyone nagging them. Alright, since it's primarily, I notice that there's mashallah some you know, uh, older brothers and sisters here as well. But it's supposed to be a youth event, so I'm going to say it like it is, okay? So if there's any, I'm a dad as well, so if there's any mom or dads, just, you know, please excuse me, forgive me. But you know when your parents, like, nag you? You know what I'm talking about? There'll be nobody to nag you in Jannah. There'll be no, nobody to nag you in Jannah, like, you know, get your clothes out of the dryer. Did you make your bed? Pick up your socks. There's no one going to be there to nag you in paradise. Nobody's gonna nag you, nobody's gonna mess with you Nobody's gonna be talking smack about you Nobody's gonna be putting up like Facebook posts about you Nobody's gonna be disliking your photo on Facebook Right, I don't think you can dislike but anyways Alright, on YouTube you can, right? I always see like this on YouTube It like breaks my heart I go on YouTube like, you know, see like a nice video or something Or Brother Saqib makes like some baller trailer and All of a sudden it's like this I'm like, oh, that's not nice. So, right, nobody's gonna dislike, nobody's gonna diss you. The only thing that you will hear from other people is salam and, salama, salam and salama. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Player, player. That's all you're gonna hear in paradise. There will be feasts in paradise morning and evening. Every morning and every evening there will not be food. There will be a feast. You know what a feast is? Like a super duper exclusive luxury VIP backstage party. Alright? <laughs> then Allah says, Tilkal Jannah. That is paradise. <laughs> that we have reserved. That our slaves will inherit. Meaning it is guaranteed, it is written for them. You know what inheritance is? By law, Islamically and even legally, inheritance means it belongs to you. It's got your name written on it. Nobody can take it away from you. Even the government can't touch it. Even the government can't touch it. In Islam, inheritance is so serious. Allah, you know, very few legal issues does Allah talk about in a lot of detail in the Qur'an. Most legal issues, Allah subhanahu just tells you, okay, you got to pray. But now when do we pray? How do we pray? How many raka'at do we pray? That's not mentioned in the Qur'an. Who taught us how to do that? The Prophet of Allah subhanahu taught us how to do that. But inheritance is one of those issues. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in detail talks about inheritance. Okay, you're going to get one fourth, and they're going to get one sixth, and they're going to get one third, and he's going to get one eighth, and she's going to get one sixth. So... Inheritance is one of those things that's been fixed and has been guaranteed. Meaning inheritance is your right. It's your God-given legal right. Allah says, we have guaranteed paradise for our slaves. For who? Mankana kana And it's guaranteed for somebody who just used to think about Allah. Whenever they were gonna make a decision, whenever whenever they were gonna do something, whenever they were gonna go out with their friends, they would just stop for just a second and they would think about Allah. Would Allah be pleased with what I'm about to do right now? Will this please Allah or will this displease Allah? That's all that... That's the simple, that's the foundation. Learn to think about Allah at every step, at every moment, before every decision. Just think about Allah. And you will start walking down what we very formally call the, the straight path. I wanted to share with you just one ayah from the Quran, a couple of ayahs from Surah Al Zuhraf, Surah number 43, ayah number 36. Allah says, This is that same foundation. Allah says that whosoever turns away, like he blinds himself. You know when you squint at something and you can't really see it? Right? You squint at something and you really can't make it out? That's what this word means. So somebody who kind of blinds himself, blurs for himself the remembrance of Allah. What that basically means, somebody who turns away from the remembrance of Allah. Rahman, rahman the one who has blessed you, the one that's given you everything that you enjoy in this life. Somebody who turns away from the remembrance of Allah, from the remembrance of Al-Rahman. Allah says, Nuqai gidlahu shaitanan. We appoint, we attach to him a shaitan. What is shaitan? You know what shaitan is? Shaitan is a walking, talking distraction. He is distraction personified. Right? His job is to distract you. So Allah says that when you become distant from the remembrance of Allah, you don't think about Allah, you don't say Allah's name, you don't remember Allah from time to time throughout your day, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, MashaAllah, Inshallah, Allahu Akbar. You don't at least remember Allah minimally throughout your day, shaitan gets a hold of you. And you completely become drowned within his world of distractions. فَهُوَ And then he becomes your partner in crime. قَرِينَ literally means a partner in crime. Somebody you roll with. Somebody you roll with. He becomes your partner in crime. Then you know what he does? He distracts you. He blocks you. He turns you away from the straight path. But he's so good at his job, that even though you're distracted and you're not on the straight path, He makes you think you're going down the straight path. So imagine like you're riding in the car with your friend and you hand him your phone and you say, bro, you got to navigate for me so I'm not looking at my phone while I'm driving. And this friend of yours, he thinks it's really, really funny. Alright? He has a horrible sense of humor. He thinks it's, it would be hilarious to take you to the wrong place. To, to, to take you in the opposite direction. Because he doesn't want to come to the youth conference. So he thinks it would be hilarious to take you in the wrong direction towards the mall. So now he's saying, take a left here when you should be taking a right there. And then he says, now go down this street when you should be going back the other way. And he keeps giving you wrong directions. And he's so good at lying to you that the whole time you think you're going, and you're like, bro, this doesn't look right. Are you sure we're going? Down? Yeah, man, just don't worry about it. Drive, man, I got you covered. Homie, look at this right here Google Maps. Yeah, he's so good at lying that he makes you believe that you're going down the right way until you end up at the final destination, you realize you're parked in front of the mall, you're not parked in front of ICD. Right? That's what shaitan ends up doing to you. But what's the solution? Solution is very simple. Remember Allah. Say Allah's name. And I'll end with the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, where the Prophet of Allah ﷺ tells us that whenever you commit a sin, you know that's a big problem in the youth today. We're young people, alright? Yeah, I'm young as well. Alright, so we're young people, alright, so, and a big problem is we got distractions, we have temptations, we fall into sin, you know, we we mess up, I'll put it simply, we mess up from time to time, right? But when you mess up, messing up is really not the issue, not the problem, because Allah tells us we're gonna mess up. Allah made us human. He knows we're going to mess up. He told us we're going to mess up. The real thing that matters is how you react to messing up. What you do after you mess up is the real test. Most of the time with young people, we feel like garbage. And if you'll pardon my French, just so again, I want the kids to be comfortable, right? I want, to, I want them to know we're here to talk to you guys. You, you feel like crap, right? You feel like crap afterwards after you've done something wrong. And you just feel like, what's the point, man? I'm just, What's the point? The Prophet of Allah tells us it's okay if you messed up. Ain't no thing, don't worry, no big deal. If you messed up, all you have to do is follow it up with a good deed. Follow with a good deed. Now that again sounds very formal. So, okay, when I mess up, I have to go complete a recitation of the Quran. When I mess up, then I have to go do Hajj. Right? Follow it up with a good deed. Right? No, no, no. The Sahaba asked, Rasulullah, could we just say, La ilaha illallah? Because we just say four words, La ilaha illallah. Because we just say four words, the Prophet of Allah says, You're asking if you could say La ilaha illallah to be a good deed? There is no better deed than saying, Everyone say it with me, La ilaha illallah. Come on, everybody, everybody. La ilaha illallah. He says, There's no better deed than saying La ilaha illallah. So, of course, you can say that, and it will completely wipe away the wrong that you did. That's our foundation. We're going to remember Allah. We're going to think of Allah. And if you ever mess up, no big deal. What are you going to say everybody? Say it. إلا إلا. That's it. Jazakumullah khairan. Again, I'm really excited for you guys. Um, you know, you're having this amazing event. A lot of the volunteers and the brothers and sisters have put a lot of hard work into making this possible, putting it together. So take full use and full benefit of it. By the way, the, the, the real party hasn't even started yet. His name is Wisam Sharif. Uh, we call it the Wisam Sharif experience. It's like an experience. It'll change your life, inshallah. So we're going to pray dhuhr and we're going to have a break. and um, There's going to be lunch and everything, inshallah. Don't get distracted. Remember, we just talked about distractions. Make sure you're back here for after lunch Lunch to attend Brother Hafidh Wissam Ustab Wissam's session. And trust me, you won't be sorry. (coughs) Jazakumullah (laughs) As-salamu (laughs) alaykum.